Hey there, it's time for the Everyday Spaces podcast, where together we are learning what it looks like to say yes to Jesus right where we're planted. God is in the process of making all things new. That means right here and right now, particularly in the middle of full-time jobs, raising kids, grabbing groceries, and mowing the lawn. Hey there, friends. I'm your host, Matt Berry, and I'm joined by my beautiful and insightful wife, Elisa Berry. Hello there. Hey. Hey, good looking. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It is named. My name is actually in the title, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. It is. So very fitting that you could join us. I did a couple episodes in the past couple days just to get it under, get a few under the belt. So it's here and you're on it. So Elisa, maybe just, you know, one of the things that we haven't talked a lot about on the podcast yet, because this is only our third episode, is the missional community that we're part of and sort of why we're doing what we're doing. So that's a lot to unpack, but maybe in your own words, what are, um, what are, what are some things you might want to share with the audience about what it is that we're doing? Sure. So I, I still am trying to wrap my brain around what we're actually doing, (laughs) but I guess I could say that we're just normal people and we are, we have jobs. Um, some of us are moms, some of us are retired. Um, and we're just following Jesus in the space where he has already planted us. So in the everyday space (laughs) where he's already planted us and we are, we are interested in what Jesus is interested in. We are seeking to to love the people around us. And when I say love, I don't mean just a casual good deed here and there. I mean um, actually carrying people in our heart and loving them with a love of God, which is a supernatural uh, thing. It's an amazing supernatural thing that causes change and it causes reactions all over the place when the love of God is poured out. So... I would say there's a lot of movement in what we're doing um, because wherever Jesus enters the room, things change. And whenever we are following Jesus and um, we're, 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 we're interested in the things that he's interested in and we're willing to obey him, things change. That's really good. So you, you, you said something that I want to um, pull the thread on a little bit. You said, carrying people in your heart or carrying people in our hearts. And for me and my background, as you know, but our reader, our listeners don't know, uh, when I was younger, I was part of Youth with a Mission and phenomenal organization. I had a wonderful experience with them. But uh, most of my experience in mission with Youth with a Mission was uh, going out and doing events. And eventually there was part of the, the training where we went overseas and we were there for like three and a half months. I was in India and I had a wonderful time, but early on in my life, my understanding of mission was very, um, sort of program oriented. I'll, I'll go to a place at a certain time. I'll go to a country in a certain month, but what you're saying about carrying people in your heart 
sounds to me a lot like mission, but more everyday mission. So what, what does it look like to carry somebody in your heart? Well, I kind of feel like a broken record with this because I feel like I, I always talk about it, but basically it's the idea of loving someone like you love yourself. Like, just like Jesus said, um, love your neighbor as yourself. And a good example of that might be the way you would love your child. Um, you know, if you're a parent and you have a son or a daughter, you basically would do anything for that child. Um, if you're a good parent and, and most people I know are good parents, you know, but you know, you would just do anything it would take for the, you know, if that child was sick, you wish you could take that sickness for them. You know, if that child has any kind of need, you would go to the moon and back to, to give them what they need. And so that's the kind of love that we're talking about. And it's uncommon to find in the world. It's, it, it's actually, you can't find it out there apart from God. Who loves like that? I mean, who, who lays down their life for someone? So, I mean, it's not like in our, in our normal everyday rhythm and in our, in our relationships with our friends or our neighbors or the people that we're around that we're seeking to love in that way, there's not always an opportunity to like, just show them how much you care. Like, Oh wow, you're my hero. No, it's more of like, okay. So then you start to ask God, how can I carry this person in my heart? How can I love this person the way that you love him? It becomes a dialogue with you and God where he begins to show you and teach you how to love that person. And at least for me, most of the time, it just starts with praying intentionally for that person. Just like I would pray for my kids. I pray for my kids every single day. I'm invested in my kids. I take responsibility for them and I pray for them. I care. And so at least for me, that's how it started um, to carry other people in my heart uh, that, that God has put in my life. Hmm. That's really good. So what I'm hearing you say is that to carry somebody in your heart, you, you begin doing a lot. There's a lot of things that are done in the background without that person, even knowing that you're carrying them in your heart. I would say most of it is done in secret and, and eventually it will come into the light. Eventually that person will know, but you can't, you can't uh, fake love. I mean, you just can't. And love takes time to develop and grow. Like, you know, so when you're, when you begin carrying someone in your heart and, and like you've been doing it for a year, in a year, there's that love will have multiplied in your heart for that person, you know? So it takes time and it takes some faithfulness. So for, for people who are wanting a, um, a microwavable approach to being on mission, this wouldn't be a good approach for them. No, but I would say, no, it's not a good approach for someone who doesn't want to do any work, I should say. <laughs> but like, it's such a, multi there's there's really an effect of multiplication that, that happens. It's kind of like, at the beginning, it's really hidden. It seems really slow. You even need to ask God for encouragement sometimes. Like, Lord, I keep praying for this person. I'm not seeing anything. Can you please give me some kind of you know, sign that, that I should keep praying for them or, and he will. But then as time goes on, it's like, there's this, there's this thing that happens where 
I don't know quite how to explain it, but it things start to accelerate and God will give you opportunities to demonstrate his love in a tangible way in that person's life. And before you know it, like that person is going to be hungry because all of your prayers are having an effect. God is answering your prayers. That person is starting to have a gain, a soft heart towards God. They're starting to become curious about God. They're starting to notice, um, the love that's in you for them. And they, they're curious about that. And so things start to shift. Hmm. That's good. I, I really like your, your emphasis on prayer. So we're talking about being on mission and part of the the purpose of this podcast is to talk about how to find God in the everyday spaces of life. And part of that is being on mission because, you know, the, the verse that a lot of people know for God so loved the world that he gave. And uh, we as followers of Jesus, if we're going to follow in his footsteps, God gives us to our neighborhoods and he gives us to our communities to, um, to be his love. And, you know, just again, I'm drawing on, on my experience at YWAM. There's nothing against YWAM disclaimer, just really love my experience at YWAM. But during my time at Youth with a the Mission, there was such a focus on going and doing, and there wasn't a focus on prayer. And so what I'm hearing you say is that if you want to engage on mission right where you're planted, you need to start praying. Absolutely. And one thing I also wanted to mention, when you're, when you're praying, um, everybody has like the list, their prayer list, for that person. And then after a while it gets used up and it's like, you don't really know what else to say. Um, and that's a great, it's really important to reach that threshold because that is going to cause you to, to ask the Holy spirit. Okay. What are your prayers? You know, and even be, just be quiet and hold that person before the Lord and just be okay with silence. I mean, honestly, most of my prayer, uh, prayer for my neighbors or my, friends that I'm praying for is silent prayer. Most of it is silent prayer and I'm okay with that. And I think it's totally valid. And I think that God is doing, God is working when I'm not working. Like, honestly, I think he can do more sometimes when I'm not working. But one thing I did want to mention about, about the way that we approach that, that I believe we need to approach our neighbors is that we do not, we do not, um, we really need to trust the work of the Holy Spirit in their life and not feel like we need to elicit some kind of reaction from them or that we even need to convince them of anything or um I'm I guess I I don't help me out like I just feel like you know sometimes we we measure our success by by the other person's reaction. And we want, um, we want that person to, to decide to follow Jesus or, and of course we do, we, we want that for them because we know that that is what is best for them, but we really need to, to release that person as we're praying for them. We really need to hold them with an open hand and trust the work of the Holy spirit in their life. Just really trust that, even if we can't see what's going on, God is working. Even if we don't get to be the ones to harvest, to, to be able to see, see them come to know God, to be able to see them enter into freedom. If we don't get to be the ones to do it, that's okay. You know, because 
we we can trust that that God has a plan in their life and I just feel like that's pretty important because that's what love looks like. Love has no strings attached. And if we are not giving them that freedom, if we're not if we don't have that confidence and that trust in God and that joy about that person like, you know what? Even if I never see it, I know God is gonna God is doing something in this person's life. If we don't have that and instead we have like some kind of fear or stress about like, come on, when are you going to, you know, when are you going to do what I think you should do? That person is going to feel that you can't, you cannot go there. You really need to see that person with the eyes of the spirit and be like, you can be joyful about that person because you can see what God that you can see God's work in that person. So I guess I just wanted to make sure I added that. Um, And that really comes through prayer, being able to see what God is doing and you know, have that confidence and that joy about that person. That that comes through prayer. You can't make that up. But, you know, would you enjoy being around someone who's stressed out and who seems to want you to do something that you're not quite sure what it is? Or would you enjoy being around someone who's who seems really happy about you, who seems really confident and excited about your life and at peace about you? And, you know, mm. what kind of person do you want to be around? Because I know I would rather the second, personally. Yeah, that's <clears throat> yeah, that's really good. It makes me it makes me think about. Um, I think sometimes Christians can be, and I've, I'll include myself in this, but we can be a little guilty of um, when we do reach out to somebody. It's like in that one moment, in that one action, we want that person to fall to their knees and like completely radically transform their life and go all in with Jesus. And something I heard uh, a man, uh, his name is Todd white. He said once is that he says, you know, we as Christians, we don't have to go for the jugular every time. Meaning um, we need to reset our expectations when we are loving people to really love them with no strings attached. And I think one of the things I've grown in, in the last few years is um, just viewing my interactions with those people that I'm carrying in my heart to look for ways where I can help them just take one more step towards Jesus, whatever that looks like. And in that step that they, they may not even be aware that they're making a step towards Jesus, but Jesus um you know, he's our king, but also in his kingdom, there are things that he values, things like peace and rest and joy and celebration and um, and wholeness. And so I think that there are ways that we can encourage our neighbors, our people that we pray, we pray for regularly to take a step towards Jesus, towards rest, towards peace, towards celebration. And we do that truly without strings attached. Like you said, I I, I don't know if the people that I'm carrying in my heart, I don't know if I'll get an opportunity to see when they actually cross over and, and give their lives to Jesus. But in the interim, in the moments that I have, I just want to be available to be that kind of person that can say, you know what? You can step into rest in this particular situation you're in. You can see this struggle in a different way. And, and, and that for me, was just really 
liberating. Like it takes the pressure off. Wow. Like now I can treat people like normal people. I can just be a friend. I can be Jesus to that person and leave all the results to him. Yeah. And not that there isn't a time to speak, you know, but I I would rather speak two words that are, that are right, that are effective than speak a thousand that just go in one ear and out the other. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is that I think like we really need to enjoy people. Like we're, we're kind of like party poopers and we're kind of stressed out sometimes like Christians sometimes are like, don't know to have, how to have fun sometimes. And sometimes we don't, it's like, we're so focused. We feel like it's our job to, to convert people or something. And I mean, I think a lot of people have a good heart in that, but at the same time, like, how about just taking delight in the people around us? How about just, I mean, God takes delight in us. Why can't we truly take delight in the people that are around us and just enjoy, enjoy them as people and enjoy like the image of God in them. Enjoy their personality, enjoy the funny things they say, enjoy what their hobbies are and like somehow participate in some of that or just just give our time, give our time and see them as valuable. See them as somebody that's worth investing. You know, I'm a part of their story. They're a part of my story. It's not like I'm here to like, to be the superhero. Like they're a part of my story. I'm a part of their story. Like our lives are intertwined and it's, and when, when my life is intertwined with someone else's life, I really believe that's God. That's God's life intertwined with their life. Like it's irreversible. It's ir. It's unchangeable. Like once that happens, like God has become a part of their story because the life of God is in me. That's really good. Well, we are at time. Uh, we're that that was so good, and I feel like uh, I don't really know if there's a whole lot else that can be added. I think you have a pretty good spot for a mic drop there with what you shared. Um, so that's a wrap folks. Um, this has been the everyday spaces podcast with Matt and Elisa Berry. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe. And if you'd be so kind, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our website of our missional community at jesusfollowing.com uh, for more information on what we're doing up in Minnesota. Signing off. <laughs>